0: Hello, and welcome to the Daily Post podcast with Sacha Moon and Dark, where we will be talking about all the things worth talking about in the magical world of the NBA. And I'm your co-host, Mildreda, and I'm Sacha Hadal. And in today's episode, we are going to be covering the NBA playoffs, and how they're going so far, and our predictions on a couple of the teams so far. Uh, and also, just a brief gloss up, in case any of you don't know, the NBA has recently paired with Fortnite. So, the 2021 NBA playoffs. Now, currently, we're focusing on a couple of major teams, and that being the Bucs and the Heat matchup, and also the Lakers and the Suns matchup. So, let's first go into the Phoenix Suns versus the Los Angeles Lakers matchup. Now, currently, and these are postseason stats, they're averaging just shy of 100 points per game, about 30 or sorry, about 36 rebounds per game, about 21 assists per game, 10 assist or 10 steals, six blocks, and about 11 turnovers. Now, their shooting stats are looking like 44.2 from the field goal overall, 28.8 from the three point line, and 74.6 from the free throw line. Now, before I go into anything else, Millen, to me, these stats look a bit lackluster. But what do you make of this? And what do you make of... Or what are your predictions for how this is going to affect the Lakers and how they're going to do overall in the postseason? Well, everyone wants the best for the Lakers. It's the perfect success story. They had a bit of an off season, but they managed to bounce back and win the championship. But... I think that the way that all the players have been playing and the way that the series is going, I think that the Lakers are going to have a first-round exit. And the reason being is they're playing against the Phoenix Suns, which is the second-best team in the NBA. And while this might be deceiving because the Lakers have have missed a lot of games without their stars, even now, the Lakers aren't looking at their full strength. We're seeing LeBron James, I mean, the flop, James. Honestly, he's flopped multiple times, and this shows that the Lakers—they're kind of getting desperate to get any call they can because they know they can't beat, uh, they cannot beat the Phoenix Suns. So such, and do you agree with that? Uh, I would agree that the Lakers are trying really whatever they can in order to kind of get an edge on this series, and I think that they know that in their current situation it's looking likely that the Phoenix Suns will end up giving them a first-round exit. So the Phoenix Suns, in our opinions, will end up sending the Lakers home. Now, if we look at the Phoenix Suns' stats, you will kind of see this reflection. Now, you'll see the Phoenix Suns are averaging about a point more per game. They're averaging more rebounds per game. They're averaging more assists per game. They're not averaging as many steals or blocks. Um, And let's see, their shooting percentages, field goal percentage is better, three-point percentage is better, and so is free throw percentage. So in pretty much every single stat category, uh, they are beating the Lakers. However, in the defensive stat categories, the Lakers are eclipsing the Phoenix Suns. Now, Millen, how do you make, considering that the record is one-to-one for the Lakers against Phoenix series... How do you make this series ending? Like what do you think in five games uh gentleman's sweep I think it's called or do you think do you think this could actually be a serious series? While the Lakers might still lose um how badly do you think that might end up being? Well, um it's it's a tough question. So, but personally I think that it's going to be um it's going to be a five game series. And so the reason why I say this is the Lakers, they need Anthony Davis and LeBron James. They need their big three to absolutely go bonkers to win. Mm. Everybody, the big three, all of them were in, were in 20 points, 20-point 20 figures. Correct, Satchin? Yes. And I personally think that that's not – you can't count on that every single time. And then when you factor in how there's so much depth to um, to, um, to the Phoenix roster – there's so many people that can drop 20. Like Devin Booker, he's an automatic 30-point. DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, Cameron Payne, Jay Crowder, Cameron Johnson. I mean, there are so many people that can that can have meaningful contributions to the team. But one so- thing that I would just like to bring up, sorry to interrupt, um, is that one very important thing. When the Phoenix Suns won, this is in game one, when they won the game, Chris Paul didn't do very bad, right? He had a good game. However, the Phoenix Suns had lost game two, one hundred nine to one hundred two. And when we look at Chris Paul's bare, uh, just bare minimum stats here, it says six points, five or three rebounds, and five assists. Now Devin Booker made up for that with his thirty-one and three. Um, DeAndre Ayton had twenty-two and ten. A good double-double. And then Cameron Payne almost had 20 himself with seven assists. So, yes, the Phoenix Suns, some of their other players managed to make up that little deficit that was caused by Chris Paul and the crater that he left by, you know, not playing to his usual statistics and not meeting his usual standards. However, they still lost this game. And while it was indeed close, it was seven points. It was 109-102. to While it was indeed a close game, Chris Paul, when he played good, they won. And when he played bad, they lost. And yes, this is a single, this is a single series and it's only two games played so far as my sample size. But if you look at the Phoenix Suns overall, Chris Paul makes a major, major part of the Phoenix Suns. And when he plays bad, chances are they're not playing up to their usual standards either. So he's a huge part of this series. And if he cannot perform then the phoenix suns will not be able to perform themselves. Um but yes, it is while it is likely that they might end up performing a gentleman sweep. I'm going to keep using that ter- that coinage now because I've recently found it out. Um while it is indeed true that they might end up winning in five games, I think it's cu- it's likely that the Lakers we'll end up pushing it a little bit farther than that. And I think that it's definitely a possibility if Chris Paul can't play like how he normally plays. And if LeBron James and Anthony Davis can go amazing and just destroy the Suns, then I think it's very likely they'll push the series and possibly even win. I mean, Davis had almost 35 yesterday. LeBron had 23 and Schroeder had 24. They weren't doing half bad. And oh yeah, Drummond's double-double with 15 and 12. So the Lakers did pretty good, and as I said, if Chris Paul cannot keep up and the Los Angeles Lakers can play like a team and LeBron James and Anthony Davis can go off like they did, then I think that the Lakers could push this series even farther. But moving on to our next team, the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Miami Heat. This is an interesting series. The Bucks are leading 2-0. Uh, now. What do you make of game two, Millen? How do you think that that will reflect what will happen in the future for this series? Well, um, I think that uh, I think that it's pretty much putting it in stone that whatever happened last year is behind the Milwaukee Bucks. What I think happened was in game one, it was incredibly close and it came down to the wire with Chris Middleton's game-winning buzzer beater in overtime. And the game was tied. And basically, what could have happened was a double overtime. And I personally think that the Miami Heat were incredibly demoralized from that buzzer beater, which led them to get blown out of the water in, um, in game two. Um, hopefully, hopefully, Miami might, will be able to bounce back, but I just don't see it happening. Winning, at, They have to win at least three of the next four games to stay in the series, correct? Yes, that is correct. So, yeah, so I just don't see that I just don't see it happening because Milwaukee is an incredibly strong team and Bryn Forbes is is a surprise and well, I just think that the Bucks are definitely going to go far in this playoff series, in this playoff, in the playoffs in total. Yes. Um so if I'm correct, uh the Bucks actually blew out the Heat last night. So by 34 points. So I or sorry, um, what am I saying? On Monday. So two days ago, they absolutely blew out the Miami Heat. Uh, as I said, by 34 points. Final score 132.98 bucks. So this is really demoralizing, especially as Millen said, after a cold-blooded game winner. Like getting this kind of loss is definitely not something good for team morale. So I don't know about the Heat winning this um, series. I don't know if they can turn it around, really. But into a tinier little subject, Millen, I know that you have shown some strong opinions on the NBA pairing with Fortnite. Uh, give a quick summary of how you feel here? Oh, ho, ho. I'm glad you asked. So um, Fortnite, if you guys don't know, Fortnite was an incredibly popular game in 2017 and it remained popular for another one year. And while I have nothing against Fortnite, I just don't think that it's the best way for the NBA to gain publicity. Personally, partnering with a Fortnite really brings down the company status and makes it seem like you're partnering with whoever take, would whoever take it. And we know that Fortnite is just trying to get endorsements by companies as they partnered with the most random of companies. If I'm correct, they partnered with Burger King out of all companies. So yes, in short, I do not, I am not happy about the NBA partnering with Fortnite. And also, apparently they're, apparently they're not even putting NBA players in the game. They're just putting NBA jerseys and all stuff like that and putting, like, basketball mini games in Fortnite. So, Sachin, what do you think about this monstrosity of a development? Well, I'm not as strongly opinion here as you might be, um, but I can definitely see where you're coming from. Uh, This is an odder move. um, In my opinion, it's one that I didn't really expect. Uh, But to each their own, this might be something that the NBA has a plan behind and that they know what they're doing. So they can really do whatever they want. It doesn't really bother me in specific, but it is kind of unusual, right? Seeing this out of the blue, the NBA pairing with Fortnite. So yeah, uh, but going back to the NBA playoffs, now Millen, what is another series that you are very interested in covering? Well, I personally want to talk about the Washington Wizards and um, the Washington Wizards and the Philadelphia 76ers series. And while it's easy to say that the Philadelphia 76ers are easily going to win they didn't they didn't blow um they didn't blow washington out of the water in fact they only won by 7 points and so as of the recording of this episode most people will most people by the time this episode is done will know the results but as of right now uh, as of well actually never mind um the philadelphia 76ers have won the basketball game taking it 2-0 against the washington wizards And while, sorry about that, while it does, while it was interesting to watch the Wizards make a playoff run, it's now, it's now looking incredibly unlikely. So now we're going to move into the Atlanta, New York series, which is an incredibly interesting series as both teams did not make the playoffs last year. And so you would think, um, in the first game, the, um, um, the Hawks won with this amazing, this amazing Trey Young shot. And, and, but the problem is they're playing in Madison Square Garden, which is infamous for having obnoxiously loud and rude team, uh, not teams, fans. Such a, what do you have to say about that series? Uh, well, I think it's extremely interesting. As you said, um, they did not actually make, none of these teams made the playoffs last year. So I think that that's huge for both of them. And that just makes this all the more competitive. So it's really fun to watch. Um, Now, as for who's going to end up winning this, well, I think it's going to go to Trey Young taking charge and leading the Hawks to the second round. Uh, But yeah, Madison Square Garden is known. It's, One of its key traits is being very loud and obnoxious and having diehard fans. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with them trying to show their spirit, but most definitely is that an interesting crowd with a very interesting atmosphere. So it'll take some getting used to for some other teams who haven't experienced it before, especially in the playoffs. And that's why it makes it even more impressive when someone like Steph Curry drops like 30, like drops like 50 points in Madison Square Garden because it just makes everyone feel good inside when you put that crowd to shame. So yes, Sachin, do you have anything else to add on? Actually, there is something I wanna talk about. The, um, uh, I wanna talk about the Memphis Grizzlies, and it's crazy how the Memphis, what the Memphis Grizzlies are doing. They went from, 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 um, some, from, sorry, they went from miraculously winning the play-in tournament, beating the Golden State Warriors, Carried by John Morant to having a 1-0 lead against the Utah Jazz. Such an I know you want to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. Tell mm. me about it. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't see them winning this series. You can call it bias, but I also call it bias. Um, but also, I think that the Jazz might be able to recover from this one. The Jazz, and I don't mean this in any offensive way, While I don't consider them, like, a focused only on regular season and can perform in playoffs team, I do think that they are a little – they're slightly more fit for the regular season than they are for the playoffs. And I think that while they could go far and while they might actually win against Memphis, I don't see them going too far. Um, As we've seen multiple times before, the first seed, even of a stronger conference – really doesn't have to win the championship or even go that far in the playoffs. Um, and there are just some teams that are built better for the regular season than for the playoffs. Um, and an example of the opposite would be the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, they didn't do too amazing in the regular season, but they're kicking butt in the playoffs and that's really respectable. And then you see the Bucks in the past few years, who've been getting good records in the regular season, but then just don't show up when playoff times start. So, while I do see the Mem- while I do see the Memphis Grizzlies possibly making it out of this series, um, I might have to give it to the jazz though I don't necessarily think the jazz will go too far. Um, what are your thoughts on this though Well, I think that well, you wanna, you want to say that well, you want the headline, the Memphis Grizzlies are gonna make a run for the conference Finals and maybe even the finals. But in all honesty, it's looking like a fluke. And we've seen that happen a lot last year where the odds on favorite loses the first game and then's like, yep, nope, no funny business. We're winning the series in five as such and we'll call it the gentleman's sweep. And with that, that is the Daily Post podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next week.